Hey everyone, and welcome to After Dark Analysis. Since there's been some renewed interest in the Lost to VHS series, and since that series is almost three years old, I said it was probably time to revisit a few things. I've subtracted a few things that have since gotten releases, but I've also added things that were missed the first time around. First up is I Was a Teenage Werewolf from 1957. A hypnotherapist uses a temperamental teenager as a guinea pig for a serum which transforms him into a vicious werewolf. This film was released under AIP and was on a double bill with Invasion of the Saucer Men. This was one of the most successful films ever released by American International Pictures, causing them to rush out a number of similar films in hopes of capitalizing on the success. Among them were I Was a Teenage Frankenstein from 57, Blood of Dracula, also from 57, and How to Make a Monster from 58. All four films have similar plots of teenagers being preyed upon, transformed, and used by corrupt adults for selfish reasons. 1969 with Daughter of the Mind. This is a made-for-TV movie about a professor of cybernetics who believes his dead daughter is communicating with him from the netherworld. It was based off the 1964 book, The Hand of Mary Constable. It was first broadcast on ABC on December 9th, 1969, as an ABC movie of the week. 1970, Ritual of Evil. A psychiatrist investigates a man possessed by a spirit living in an antique mirror that can bring dead people back to life. This was a movie of the week sequel to the 1969 film Fear No Evil. 1971, Sweet Sweet Rachel. An ESP expert uses his powers to try and track down a psychic who uses telepathy to commit murder. This first aired on October 2nd, 1971 on ABC. It also served as the basis for the TV series The Sixth Sense that also aired on ABC from January 15th to December 23rd, 1972. 1971, A Little Game. This movie of the week is about a hostile youngster who will stop at nothing to break up his mother's marriage. He's suspected of homicide, and his stepfather fears that he may be the boy's next victim. It aired in the U.S. on October 30th, 1971, and in West Germany on July 23rd, 1977. 1972, The Victim. A woman is trapped during a storm in a house with no electricity or phone. A killer has murdered her sister, stuffed the body in the basement, and is now after her. Since this film takes place during a storm, they weren't too happy they got clear skies the entire time they were shooting. About a week after they wrapped, the area where they shot received torrential rainstorms. 1973, Maneater. Two couples on a camping trip are hunted by two tigers set upon them by a crazed animal trainer. Like many films before it, this is based off the 1924 short story, The Most Dangerous Game. Because let's be real here, the commentary in that story rarely falls out of vogue. Seriously, this is one of the few titles that can compete with A Christmas Carol in terms of adaptations. 1973, Trapped. A man is accidentally locked in a department store overnight and finds himself held at bay by six vicious Doberman guard dogs. This was an ABC movie of the week starring James Brolin and Susan Clark. It aired on November 14, 1973 and it was released theatrically in the UK under the much better name Doberman Patrol. 1974, House of Evil. 
A missing teenager reappears and tells police she's been imprisoned by two sisters that she believes are witches. This originally aired on May 31st, 1974, as a part of ABC's Wide World of Mystery series. In 1977, Spectre. This was a made-for-TV movie that aired on May 21st, 1977, and was written by the one and only Gene Roddenberry. This is about a renowned criminologist recruiting one of his old friends to investigate a prominent British businessman to see if he's dabbling in the black arts. 1979, Vampire. An architect builds a new church in San Francisco that ultimately displeases the vampire community. Its leader kills the man's girlfriend to show his displeasure. The architect then teams up with a local cop to get even. Originally aired on October 7th, 1979 on ABC, this was also a possible pilot to a TV show. 1981, Night of Horror. This movie has the most detailed plot summary I've ever read, so bear with me. Steve's buddy Chris can't understand why he's reluctant to play in their band. So one night at Steve's house, he tells Chris a story about traveling to Baltimore to meet up with his brother Jeff, so they can check out a cabinet in Virginia left to them by their father. They hit the road in an RV along with Colleen, Jeff's wife, and her friend Susan. Along the way, Steve finds out that Colleen can see ghosts and starts playing footsie with her after she reads an Edgar Allan Poe story. When they reach the cabin, they are approached by the ghosts of Confederate soldiers who tell them stories about their dead captain. This is an SOV film that was put out by Genesis Home Video and Star Classics Video. On my VHS, it has serious audio issues to the point where it's almost impossible to hear anything. Others I'd spoken to had the same experience, so this is either a technical issue during filming or an issue when they were producing copies. A year later, director Tony Malinowski remade this as The Curse of the Screaming Dead or Curse of the Cannibal Confederates. Trauma was a distributor for that one, and Lloyd Kaufman considers that film to be one of the five worst movies in the Trauma Library. 1981, Tales of the Haunted, also known as Evil Stalks This House. This is a story about an old dark house and a family curse. This was created as a five-part pilot for a proposed late-night anthology series called Tales of the Haunted. Each week would be a new half-hour tale hosted by Christopher Lee, eventually all being edited together into a telefilm, a fairly common practice at the time. CBS aired the 80-minute version on January 8, 1987, from 12.40 until 2 a.m. as an episode of the CBS Late Movie. 1982, Honeymoon Horror. Imagine every newlyweds fantasy, a rustic, secluded lover's paradise, Honeymoon Island. What starts as a weekend of love turns into a nightmare of blood and terror for three young, innocent couples. What lurks in the shadows of the Honeymoon Lodge? Is it the caretaker? Or perhaps something more fiendish and deadly? Honeymoon Island? where newlyweds joined in holy matrimony spend their wedding night screaming in terror. This was one of the first direct-to-video films purchased by Sony Home Video. 1982, Don't Go to Sleep. A young girl begins seeing the ghost of her sister, who died in an accident a year earlier. This is a made-for-TV movie that aired on December 10th, 1982, and it stars Dennis Weaver, Valerie Harper, and Ruth Gordon. 
And by now you've probably noticed the high amount of made-for-TV films on this list. A, there was a pretty big spike in them around this time period. And since the home video market was so new, the law was still kind of playing catch-up. So some of these things just fell into obscurity due to happenstance and timing. 1982, Deadly Games. A town is being terrorized by a mass killer who is murdering women. A young woman is attacked by the killer, but escapes. She believes the killer to either be the town's policeman or the manager of the local theater. She devises a plan to find out which is the actual killer. 1982, Burned at the Stake, also known as The Coming. In 1692, a young girl in Salem, Massachusetts accuses several residents of being witches, and they are burned at the stake. In 1980, a young woman, who is a descendant of the accuser, finds herself having a recurring nightmare about the incidents and comes to believe that she is being terrorized by the ghost of the father of the women who were burned as witches. This was made by Bird Eye Gordon, so I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's low budget. 1984, The Slavers. A man searches for a missing woman who has been kidnapped by a deranged professor with sinister intentions. This was shot in 1977, but director Larry Kent lost control of the film because of money he owed. And subsequently, the film was completed and released in 1984 without his involvement. Apparently it was shot silent, and the audio and dialogue that was added in later was not what Kent wanted. 1986, Encyclopedia of Horror. A documentary about the works of novelist Stephen King, and his influence on popular culture, and his impact on horror films and novels. This release is a bit of a combo breaker, since it's only available in its entirety on Laserdisc. Portions of this documentary were repackaged and released as This Is Horror, or Stephen King's World of Horror. But by all accounts, it's so heavily cut it doesn't even begin to resemble the original. While several titles in this list have some ambiguity about why they never made the jump to DVD or Blu-ray, this one's a clear copyright nightmare, since it uses a lot of clips from different movies made by totally different companies. The other issue is a lot of these sets are imports from Japan, making it more of an international release and copyright law can vary wildly from one country to another. This is probably going to stay stuck on Laserdisc because no one either can afford to or wants to untangle all of the copyright that it would take to get every clip available to use. 1987, Blue Monkey. Detective Jim Bishop and Rachel Carson must find a way to stop a giant monstrous insect that's eating people in her quarantined hospital before it procreates and spreads a deadly infection it's carrying. The title refers to a nightmare one of the children in the film has, and it's just a generic term he comes up with to refer to the imaginary monster in his dreams. Also a very loose metaphor for the plot. This movie's original title was Green Monkey, but it was changed last minute because there was a popular conspiracy theory at the time that green monkeys had spread AIDS to humans. I'm going to stand by what I said the first time about this movie, and that doesn't make any sense, but okay. In 1987, Open House. Starring Adrian Barbeau, this film is about someone killing off nubile real estate agents. A psychologist doing a therapy talk show begins getting calls from the perpetrator and cooperates with the police to try and stop him. 
Unfortunately, his lover is a real estate agent. When it becomes clear the madman is getting information for his kills from her discarded home listings, they both become endangered. In 1988, I saw what you did. A group of pranksters unintentionally get the attention of a serial killer who soon starts targeting them. This was a made-for-television horror movie directed by Fred Walton. Walton also directed The Sitter, When a Stranger Calls, and its sequel, When a Stranger Calls Back. So I think it's safe to say he has a fondness for women being menaced via phone. It first aired on May 20th, 1988 on CBS. It is a remake of the 1965 theatrical film of the same name, but starring Joan Crawford and directed by William Castle, which was based off the 1964 novel, out of the dark. Critically though, this made-for-TV version is considered to be completely inferior to the theatrical version. 1989, Dance of the Damned. This movie is about a vampire who goes into a strip club and focuses in on one of the performers. He picks her for his next meal because she's already considering killing herself, but he wants to talk about her life before he takes it. During the course of the evening, they discuss their differences, their fears, their lifestyles. As the moment of truth approaches, she becomes less sure that she wants to die. This was remade four years later in 93 as To Sleep With a Vampire. Proof that movies being remade quickly isn't a new thing. 1989, The Haunting of Sarah Hartley. A woman's husband and his lover try and drive her mad at their seaside mansion. This was a TV movie that was made for the USA Network, and it first aired on May 31st, 1989. In December 1989, it was distributed in the United Kingdom by CIC, but it's never found its way onto DVD. 1989, Nightlife. A museum in Mexico City that gets a perfectly preserved mummy, but it turns out that it's a vampire that died years ago, and he's returning to search for his lost love, Angelique. Unfortunately, the young woman has moved on and met and fallen in love with a doctor who supplies her with blood so she can resist her vampire attacks. This was also a made-for-TV movie for the USA Network. There was also another horror movie called Nightlife from the same year. That one's two words, this is one word. 1989, Meet the Applegates. Modeling themselves after an idyllic cookie-cutter suburban family from the 1950s, a colony of insects move from South America into the United States with the intent of getting access to the nation's nuclear resources. It was filmed in 1988-89, but remained unreleased in the U.S. until 91 due to the financial woes of New World Pictures. 1989, Trap. Kathleen is a woman working late in her locked high-rise office building, who, along with Bruce, struggle to elude a killer who is trying to kill them. That is the summary it gave. This was also made for USA Network and aired on June 14th, 1989. 1989, The House of Usher, an updated version of the classic horror tale by Edgar Allan Poe. Ryan and his girlfriend Molly are going to visit Ryan's uncle, Roderick Usher, at his mansion. They find, however, that Roderick's brother, Walter, has gone insane and Roderick himself isn't far behind. Can Ryan and Molly escape from their doomed mansion before the curse of Usher claims them as well? Yeah, it's another adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe's Fallen House of Usher, but this one has Donald Pleasance. 1990, 
nightmare on the 13th floor. A reporter investigates the disappearances of guests at a hotel which she's writing a report about. Along the way, she will find an unmarked 13th floor where a murderer is on the loose. This is another made-for-TV that aired on October 31st, 1990. And the name is a clear reference to the hotel superstition about having a 13th floor. 1990, Pale Blood. A vampire pretender who is murdering women runs into a real vampire who is out to stop him because he's casting too much of a spotlight on the vampire community. This is a direct-to-video release that features music and a performance by Agent Orange. The last U.S. video release I can find for this one was done by RCA Columbia Pictures Home Video in 1992. 1991, Severed Ties. When a regeneration experiment on a severed arm grows a deadly reptilian creature instead of a limb, a mad scientist uses the serum on homeless, crippled veterans to create an army to get his research back from his evil mother. This was distributed by Fangoria Films, along with Children of the Night and Mind Warp. And if memory serves, I believe Mind Warp had some legal issues on home video as well. 1995, Ringyo. In different parts of Tokyo, four young and seemingly healthy people suddenly die of heart failure at the exact same moment. A reporter decides to investigate the deaths and discovers that the four had stayed at a rural inn together just a week earlier. At the inn, he comes across a strange video that ends with the message saying that anyone who watches it will die exactly seven days later. Now the clock is ticking. Can our reporter break the curse in time? This is a made-for-TV film and the first adaptation of the novel Ring, but is not connected to the other films in the series. Many, including the commenter who suggested this movie, feel this one follows closer to the book. 1995, The Granny. Granny's family wants her dead so they can collect her insurance. While she is on her deathbed, she drinks an eternal life potion and returns to the land of the living. She is on a mission to wreak havoc over her greedy relatives. Like you do in that situation. 1995, The Haunting of Helen Walker. Helen Walker, played by Valerie Bertinelli, is a young American woman who is hired as a governess for two orphaned English children, a boy and a girl. The children live with their many servants in an old English mansion. Gradually, Helen notices weird behavior and finds out that some strange events of the past seem to be haunting the present and affecting the children. This one had a lot more reviews than most of the titles that we've dealt with, but none of them were really positive. 1996, Rattle. A horde of rattlesnakes inexplicably descends into Eden Valley, terrorizing an isolated family and forcing them to fight for their lives. 1997, House of Frankenstein. Detective Coyle is trying to solve several bizarre murders as having no luck finding a suspect. But when his girlfriend turns into a werewolf and gets kidnapped by a vampire, things start to fall into place. I think we've all been there. This first aired on November 2nd, 1997 on NBC. This is another one that came from the comments. 1998, Vampire Time Travelers. This is a movie about four college women battling vampires and several other supernatural forces as they try and join a strange sorority. The tagline for this one is Biter in the Butt. 
1998, alien induction, incident in Lake County. After a mysterious blackout, a son goes out to investigate and captures footage of actual aliens. When the aliens follow him and his brothers back to the home, all hell breaks loose. This is actually a made-for-TV remake of the 1989 film UFO Abduction, which was directed by the exact same guy. Think funny games or The Sitter and When a Stranger Calls. Sometimes things become available and directors feel compelled to remake their own films. This also got a very War of the World-style reception, partially due to the fact it aired right after a program called Real Vampires Exposed, which caused a bunch of people to think this was also a real news segment. In spite of the fact that there are credits listing the actors who played the aliens, some conspiracy theorists even claim that the 1998 remake was to discredit the 89 film, which they believe is factual. Some conspiracy theorists even believe that the director is a government plant who is there to aid in the UFO cover-up. This got so bad they actually had to add a disclaimer in front of several airings, but there was a broadcast in New Zealand that cut the credits off because they thought it was such an obvious spoof that they didn't need them. 1999, Monster. Tragedy strikes a small town monster movie festival when the monster featured in the movie comes to life. This is another made-for-TV film that aired on November 12th, 1999. And our last film is also one of the weirder ones in terms of background. It is 2000's Naomi's Web. An inmate is accused of murdering her cellmate, but the ensuing investigation uncovers a twisted web of secrets and lies. From what I can gather, it seems to be a Hollywood video exclusive rental. It was also absolutely micro-budget production. I swear I read somewhere that it had a budget of $200, but I can't refine that source, so I'm going to go with the IMDb listed budget of $500. While the film does look cheap, if those figures are accurate, they actually did a whole lot on not much money. For years, this film didn't even have an IMDb. The only record I could find, aside from the copy I have, was a review from a website called Three Black Chicks. I'll provide the link in the description. The only thing is it's going to take you to the Wayback Machine, since it seems like the websites have been abandoned for at least 15 years now. I think we can all make a pretty safe guess as to why this film didn't make the jump to a newer medium. And I just wanted to take a moment out and address something that kept coming up last time I did this series. I had several commenters swear up and down that a certain title had had a DVD release. If I couldn't dig it up myself, I typically would ask them for a link or a distributor or something along those lines. Several times I was provided Amazon links to VHS. I think some people are under the mistaken impression that Amazon no longer sells VHS, and that's not the case. They're not super prevalent, but if you're looking for a rarer title or a older movie, double check that it doesn't say VHS. Thank you for listening. This concludes our look at horror movies that are stuck on VHS. I would like to take a moment out to thank my patrons, Carla Hoffman, Scotty Robot, and Gawney. Your time and viewership is always appreciated. Thank you.